Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D. My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment. We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. Hello, everyone. We are here uh, for episode whatever. I don't even know anymore. Yes, it's episode. I just told you. Because we've messed up. We did. We did. We said like episode 12 and it was 13 or something. Yeah, so you probably won't hear this for a while. So yeah. we're trying to fix it now. Anyways, so Danielle is going to tell us a little bit about hip I impingement. Can't you're going to tell us about it. This was your idea. Yeah, yeah. So tell us what. I, uh, my idea was to ask you about hip impingement. No, I mean, my idea I'm was sure you've seen a, plenty of athletes know, right? With yeah, 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 yeah. You said yeah. you're dealing with hip pain yourself. I am um, currently. What? I mean, just tell me about your pain. Do you do you feel like it's impingement? Oh my gosh, yes, we're okay. doing this. I'm okay. going to tell you about my pain, <laughs> and then I want you to talk about it. Okay? okay, so let's. I think this is good. You walked right into it, so we're, we're doing it. Okay, so I am currently experiencing pain right on. I want to say anterior, right on the front of front, my hip, front of your hip, yeah. like where the hip creases. Yes. Yes. Right where the hip creases, and okay. I would probably say literally right in the middle. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. and I get pain when I do a squat, I'd probably say at about 90 degrees of mm-hmm. um, my knee angle is when I feel that pain. And okay. it's always in the same spot. I can pow- I can um, touch it and I feel as though I'm strumming um, a tendon-like structure. And I'm, my guess is, and I'm talking to you as a patient, my guess is that it's a psoas, okay. that large muscle. I do feel a little bit of back tightness, uh, but otherwise that's it. It is only when I squat. I do it's feel... So let, let me tell you about some treatments that I've been doing. I've been doing some stretching, which is, which is almost like immediate relief. <laughs> He's making a face for those of you who can't see him. I've been doing stretching, mm-hmm. uh, half kneeling uh, with a side bend, and I feel it directly in the area of pain. I've done some banded anterior hip stretching. Uh, I've done a lot of glute activation, right? So mm-hmm. to try and get the muscles that are... So by glute activation, what do you mean? Uh, I'm doing bridging. I do side planks. I also do wall clams, um, and, and what that means is a hip isometric activation. Mm-hmm. A lot of just total hip strengthening. Okay. Okay, That's and cool. I've been doing some feel-good treatment, i.e. Um, uh, the electrical stimulation. I have been getting it needled, which has provided some relief. But temporary. Correct. It's yeah, just yeah. temporary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, has it been improving? It has. A, like, now I don't feel it when I'm standing. It is gone from feeling it when i'm standing to now not feeling it but i still feel it when i squat okay that's cool and so with all the information i just unloaded Mm -hmm. what do you think is wrong Mm -hmm. and is this a common before you even talk talk about what you think is wrong is this a a common presentation that you see um i mean first of all if it hurts when you squat you should stop squatting forever that's a joke because that's, that that's what someone would say, right? Like, yeah. it hurts when I run. It would stop running. Uh, you don't ever say that. No. So, uh, I mean, I. it sounds like hip impingement, but it also sounds like there could be some femoral nerve action going on. 
Right. Yeah. I know you've been telling me a lot, and I hate to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but you've yeah. been talking a lot about nerve involvement. Mm-hmm. So I have, I can't bias myself. We had this conversation. Mm-hmm. I tried biasing, it didn't set me off. I had one of my coworkers try to bias my femoral nerve, and, and it didn't set it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can, I can confidently say that I can move it down the diagnosis list, right? Like to mm-hmm. let me know that it is, in fact, femoral nerve impingement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel any radi- radiating symptoms. You know, I don't think it flares up when I have any tightness in my back because it can get tight as a matter of fact it's tight right now just yeah. because i worked out but i'm not you know it, it always helps to get a you know a more confident eye aka you on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. to see what if it is that i mean this is common uh going back to your question like this is definitely common especially with a lot of weightlifters that i get uh mm, i load a lot well it's not even the loading it's like the setup and then the catch okay. right like when you go into a setup for a snatch or set up for the clean and jerk like you're in a very you're in the hole like right. you're setting up in the hole you're going, you're going um, right back into and it. then you're going right back into it and like high velocity right um but you know it sounds like hip impingement and to those of you that don't know hip impingement it's kind of like if you think about the hip and you think about the front of the hip there's the muscles, right? The hip flexors that run across the joint mm-hmm. and basically the muscles kind of get in, in rattled in there or like tangled right in the front like yeah, they kind of like it's tangled. crunched up or yeah, like scrunched like, up I'm pinched in pinched but <laughs> in pinched sounds like eh. yeah, yeah i guess it doesn't cover it correctly i get what you're saying but it, i mean it does so think about the crease as you bend your hip then like think about like those muscles kind of just like crunching scrunching in there and then that's like in hip impingement if someone could see my hands that'd be good <laughs> <laughs> no i mean you're highlighting you're right like it's not so much a, a pinching of a, of, a, of a tendon per se, but the actual muscles themselves are almost like folding into each yes, other. Yes, folding into each other, and then they kind of get, in a sense, like locked up, right? Mm-hmm. So as, you also see this with people that like sit for a long time or sit for yes. a living, and so they'll sit, and then the knees are usually higher than the hips, or they're like scrunched up. Oh or my like, gosh, we talked about that, what, yeah. last episode? Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so then, then you get up, it's like, oh, my hips feel tight. And then automatically... What does one do? Is you stretch. go stretch. Yeah. But I never stretch the hip flexors. You don't stretch at all, though, in real life. No, like my patients. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. I do stretch. I'm not kidding. I do stretch. <laughs> I stretch by loading oh, myself what into do full you range tell, of motion. What do you tell your patients? No, so, I mean, if you really think mechanically, right, we have the glutes, and we have the external rotators that attach in the back of the hip, right? right? So the gluteus maximus, the gluteus medius, then you have the smaller external rotators, the mm-hmm. gemelli, all that fun the stuff. The gemellus. The gemellus, uh, piriformis, right? That's all those. So, so those right. muscles act to pull your femoral head back. Right. Right. So they, if your femoral head is pulling forward, meaning the front of the hip bone is pulling forward, and then it's pinching in the front, then by mm-hmm. activating the glutes and pulling it back, then it can help clearance in the front. Right. Right. Well said. Mm-hmm. And if anyone could see his hands, it was a good visual. Uh, you know, when you're activating those muscles, you just need to translate that, mm-hmm. that, that head back. And, and you'll feel, I mean, do you feel instant relief? I can tell you that I don't. No. But elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, I mean... So hip impingement, like you said, it, it feels tough when you squat. It mm-hmm. feels about 90. Do you go past 90? I can get full range. Yes. Yeah. So if you go past 90, does it bother you more? It does bother me more. Yeah. So um, first it's of like all. It's like a sticking point. Like I would probably say from 90 to 100 degrees or 90 to 95 degrees is where it hurts. Uh, and then, you and, get then it, and then I can be, I'm okay. 
so but it hurts i would i would like for example you i would look at your squat stance mm-hmm. and like maybe your normal squat stance should be a little bit wider sure right um to Typically, when someone is dealing with hip impingement, uh-huh. I widen their stance a little bit more uh, because growing up, we were all told to keep your feet facing forward. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when, but now we've it's come to topic. know that your feet turned out five to 10 degrees is more optimal because it helps with hip clearance and it decreases the chance of hip impingement. So, you know, that's, a, you raise a very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I have adjusted my, my squat stance and mm-hmm. getting it slightly wider and it has, that's kind of where I think it, it got me over the tipping point. I now can get before I couldn't really get to 90, mm-hmm. uh, because it hurt. And so I, I slightly, uh, position my feet just a little bit wider and I, I automatically externally rotate or mm-hmm. point my toes out slightly and um and it's and it's helped Mm -hmm. and it's it's really localized it even more but it's like that last little bit and i Mm -hmm. honestly think it's just like i've irritated it too much Mm -hmm. and now it's just pissed at me yeah and 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 so what i would do with you is i would kind of do more glute activation Mm -hmm. in a hip flexor length position okay does that make sense it does yeah like so so if you're laying on your stomach and we just do like prone hip extension right okay well we do prone hip extension but we tighten your abs so that we don't get a lot of like lumbar extension Mm -hmm. or i love it right so what you're doing there and then we make sure we contract the glutes before the hamstrings we can talk about hamstring dominance later on but basically (laughs) (laughs) get it tight down um so so then you know what we're doing is we're contracting the glutes and you're getting a passive stretch along the front it's beautiful yeah it's what is it um antagonist and and protagonist no no that's that's story (laughs) (laughs) well what we're trying to say antagonist antagonist yeah yeah uh so you're basically contracting the opposite muscle to get the other muscle to lengthen yes yeah so instead of like going slower what did you say so you're contracting one muscle group right on one side of the bone in this case sure. or the body and uh-huh. the hip in order to lengthen the other side so your Good. goal would be to stretch the hip flexors but why don't we strengthen the glutes while we're lengthening the hip flexors at the same time that's beautiful so jumping into a couch stretch which is what you typically see when someone feels like their hips are tight which I, is probably what danielle did yeah. i'm not i'm not gonna lie i, I um, do that i would do more of a prone hip extension um i would also do like and this is initially right when you're getting someone very acutely um mm-hmm. they're hurting and then you would do something like pretzel exercises where you're they're laying on their side you're promoting external rotation uh-huh. but like you for example you're having pain at 90 degrees mm-hmm. that's where you're having pain right so then i would put your hip and your knee at 90 degrees in a sideline position and now would have you externally rotate okay and lift your leg up okay so you'd have me lay on my side lay on your side yeah okay pretzel exercise okay okay yeah, okay yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and then you would externally rotate and what we're trying to do is we're trying to acclimate the tissues in that position right to kick in like for example your external rotator should kick in at that angle so that your hip impingement is not so apparent right so then that's how I. so would. we're still in the angle but we're not loading yes but you're not loading right um and then once we get those going then we look at hip tissue mobility like how well does the hip joint actually move um, so at that point would you stretch because i have relatively tight hip external no. rotators you still don't stretch, I don't stretch. the hip I don't. oh my gosh i don't know how i feel about that i don't wait so when do you stretch what if i have tight hips i i i never really promote stretching like <laughs> I, for real I, I stretch by strengthening the opposite side so instead of promoting Are like just strictly talking about the hip uh so you stretch some point no you're saying don't you don't stretch 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Treats, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> for example, like if someone, like if someone has tight pecs, right? right? You don't stretch them. Nope. Poor things. Well, uh, 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 upper uh, cross syndrome. Maybe? Yeah, I don't stretch them. So what? So, so so what you do is strengthen the posterior side. Exactly. And exactly. never every stretch. time I never stretch them. I think we're gonna start something with the yoga <laughs> yoga ease yoga ski. What are they called? But I mean, stretching is not bad, right? Don't I mean, take it's it good. Back now. No, no, no. It's good. We're in it. But what I'm saying is, if I'm gonna give someone more bang for their buck, if you have tight pecs, then more than in this case, we're talking about pecs now. But let's say we'll you get have, back to the hamstring. Okay, it's hamstring. So oh, you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. So if you have tight hips in the front, like let's strengthen your glutes and let's, you know, let's get those glutes going and then naturally your hip flexors are going to lengthen by you strengthening the parts that's already weak and inefficient. So oh. I work on muscular efficiency to work... Inefficiency is... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. So I'm working on muscular efficiency to increase muscle length efficiency on the yes. opposite side. Does that make sense? It does make so, sense. So if, if you're having tight hip flexors, for example, you, your hip mm-hmm. flexors are feeling tight, you get hip impingement. Well, you're getting down in the squat and it's really bothering you. Well, maybe you're just having poor glute activation because mm-hmm. you're, and then that's what's causing your hip flexors so to get irritated. Ever, have you ever ran into an athlete where they their musculature is yeah, on they're stiff. point? Oh, no. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. don't have a, an imbalance and they just strictly present with this hip issue. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. honestly don't know if I've ran into somebody that's been completely balanced and, and still have a pain. At that point, it might be something intra- uh, articular intra-articular right yeah. I, I, that's my thought but I'm just asking like a bony anomaly that? you mean sure yeah okay. bone spur is what he's trying to say sorry yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, these big words I think we got a compliment the other day that we break down things relatively well mm-hmm. and you're dropping all these big words don't do that sorry yeah. I'm usually the good one at dro- uh, <laughs> you're the one like super fragilistic espialidocious that's a good word okay so all that makes sense. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. I think there's a really good, there's a lot to be learned. And it may, it, you know, you're right. Muscle, you're addressing muscle efficiency by addressing the insufficiency, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so by ag- addressing the hamstring and um, and making it work for you, you're eventually going to get the, the, you know, the the front part of our hip to work better. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. I will say I'm a big advocate of, of mobility, mm-hmm. right? Or flexibility, excuse me. Yeah. Because but it, there's a time and place for it. So how I look at it is, let's let's say I'm, we're, we're going to talk about... So... Go for it. Sorry, so... You already interrupted me. Sorry. So I don't... <laughs> it's not that I don't promote stretching, but like I promote like... I do hips, pails, and rails. So like that 90-90 stretch that you posted recently mm-hmm. for for hip impingement. Oh, you saw it. And yeah. did you even like it? I did. No, you liked. I liked it internally. Oh my gosh. I heard, I'm not a liker. I, do, yeah. I don't scroll oh, and like. I love yours all the time. I don't scroll and like. I don't know why. Okay, well, scroll. I'll start liking. You better scroll and like. Every time I'm like, oh, positive action. Oh, good job. Now I'm going to go and like them all. Oh, Sorry. My that's on my rant. <laughs> go, 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 go. So for example, we'll do like a hips. Like you already call it the 90-90, but I but call, it call it hips, it pills, pills, and rails. And rails yeah. Because I don't have them hold for a prolonged period of time i have them switch back and forth mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then it helps clear their hip impingement gotcha. right so because you're working on you're working on the the hip mobility the joints mobility and uh-huh. you're shifting it so you back just and have forth. them shift back and so forth. you're clearing I, yeah i can see that. yeah so you're clearing the hip and then at the same time if there's any femoral nerve issues that helps clear that up because you're gliding it so oh, yeah, you're you the positioning. yeah so you're gliding that nerve back and forth and then mm-hmm. that person will then go and squat better so instead of like a prolonged hold, I just go back and forth. So I'm not doing a prolonged stretch, but I'm doing prolonged mobility work. 
right where okay. they're going back and yeah, forth yeah, for yeah, about yeah, three yeah, to yeah. four minutes and they're just there we're hanging out we're talking and that's what they're doing then they try and re-squat re-squat they try to squat, squat again, again. Or and, <laughs> yeah and then and then it clears and it, it up. works mm-hmm. well you know there's i think there's a lot to be said i think that's the the, the dynamic mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. and i will say like for me when i have my athletes go through these type of mobility activities it doesn't i don't ever extend beyond 10 seconds yeah um a lot of it is like uh cueing verbal cueing tactile cues making sure that they're not just you know going through it relatively quickly i'm not saying you're doing that but that's kind of where i'm at with it mm-hmm. especially my younger athletes that are in like the developmental yeah. uh, developmental stages you know they will go through it quickly because they want to get done with it mm-hmm. you know they overlook these little things so my approach can be slightly different and where you're coming from it makes it makes a ton of sense where i'm coming from just is better i'm just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. it's a different approach um but I, I i think i think that's a great great highlight going back to what you were talking about uh, i don't think that's highlighted enough mm-hmm. right? i mean you know if we're really poking the bear you know we're not really facilitating much of that flexibility component in a way that norm not normal people but in a way that um is typically advised mm-hmm. i do think addressing you know muscle insufficiency on one end to address or right am i saying this right mm-hmm. uh muscle insufficiency is insufficiency to address active the muscle active sufficiency am mm-hmm. i saying that right did mm-hmm. i get that kind of eh. the point is is by addressing the muscle that is um, not working it's going to in turn by addressing it it's an intern going to facilitate more mobility on the um, opposite on side, the opposite side. Mm-hmm. so that sounded way better and I think that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you highlighted a good point. And that's all coming from my hip impingement. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that, you know, for example, if a, pa- if a patient walks in and they want to work on stretching, like... You're I mean, not going to do it. You're going to kick them out. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, if I feel like they need to work more on mobility, like, yeah, I'm going to obviously... I tackle a lot of mobility stuff, but I'm going to tackle more of what's inefficient to work on that muscle link, you know? And this, this prime example, right? Like we, we sit hunched forward, our pecs get tight, we get upper cross You're syndrome. describing your posture. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to do right now. <laughs> to demonstrate for <laughs> I'm people. I'm trying to demonstrate. Uh, and, you know, I lay them on their stomach and we start with T's and Y's. And, you know, you're strengthening your mid traps, but you're lengthening the pecs. And in the Y position, mm-hmm. you're lengthening the other pecs. So why am I going to go spend two minutes trying to stretch when I know that you have inefficient traps and mid right back anyway and it's going to go back right back anyway i mean that's true mm-hmm. it, it, i'm not saying no i'm really not yeah I, I mean this highlights i think that we both treat differently but we pe- both people we both get people better yeah no right? i think so, that's a really good point actually mm-hmm. that you know the approach is there in in a, in a way that is still beneficial and i i think it's great like it's not like i don't utilize that format you don't utilize the format that i use it's just something that is you know it, it just makes sense in one example that i can think of is when you're talking let's just talk about something as, as it's not basic but something as early as a post-op acl that mm-hmm. is lacking extension, extension. Mm-hmm. exactly and we can get them into it we can use a stretch and actually get them to achieve it but it's not going to stay because their quads are they're in, not activating they're not activating they're inefficient. so exactly they're mm-hmm. inefficient i always want to say inefficiency but it, exactly so by activating the quads it'll allow the muscle or it'll allow extension Mm -hmm. true extension to stay yeah right i think that's that's the first example that comes to mind that i do all the time Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i oh i'm not trying to stretch that joint i know that if i get the quads to activate Mm -hmm. it's going to eventually get it and get the leg or the excuse me the knee joint to achieve extension Mm -hmm. so you know it's something that i use it's it's great and i think just highlighting it, it is fantastic yeah that's something that we can talk about actually acl 
right? But yeah. like, like, what if you're an athlete with an ACL surgery? What can you expect? You know, that's a good idea. A treatment approach. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I think this is a, it's a good way to to kind of wrap things up and really allow you guys to sit in some good knowledge. <laughs> um, <laughs> that knowledge all came from me, by the way. That's not true, <laughs> but it was good. So you know, really good stuff on on addressing. Hip impingement, you know, thanks to Edwin and, and some of his expertise. I definitely think it's awesome. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, All the love for the yogis, though. <laughs> He's lying. I'm kidding. <laughs> but before we go, uh, I definitely wanted to talk to you guys a little bit. Uh, I know we've been saying to drop comments below or something. But apparently that doesn't work. It doesn't work. So, so go to our pages on Instagram. Yeah. And shoot us a direct shoot us message. A direct message. Anything that you want to hear about, anything that you want us to address, we'll be more than happy to. All right, guys. Positive action time. underscore PT. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Reaction underscore uh, sport rehab. Uh, and we're both on Instagram and Facebook. So, yeah. All right, guys. MySpace. <laughs> Check <laughs> us out. Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. This is Dr. D. And Dr. Serrano. Where, where you, you come, come first. first.